All right. Well, uh, here on Defenders of Cobalt tonight, we're playing Brindlewood Bay. We're channeling our inner Golden Girls and Murder, She Wrote stars. That's, that's what we're doing tonight. We're actually going to use a combination of Brindlewood Bay as the main rule set and main game, but we're going to develop our actual Brindlewood Bay city, town, whatever you want to call it, using the uh, We Used to Be Friends. Uh, both of those links are in there. They're both be, but they're both powered by the apocalypse system, both very short and uh, hopefully both very fun. So let's find out who's playing the geriatric set tonight. Uh, let's start with Chuck. Hey. Go ahead and just do your plugs there. We don't know who you're playing yet because we're going to do that tonight. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Chuck. Uh, you're on the channel, so good job. You don't have to do anything else except for hit the, you know, follow and maybe subscribe. Um yeah, I the only thing I know is that I, I'm partial to the first name Franny, but that's up for change. And the voice I think I'm going to go with is going to be um, uh, Southern Old Lady. So, uh, nope, that's not it either. It, come back to me. I'll figure it out here between then and now. Well, well more yeah. importantly, just yeah. so we get the full visualization. Yeah. <clears throat> if we were to pick an actress who would play you tonight, who would that be? Or you can name the character if you don't know the actress's name. I honestly, what I kind of had in mind was like Fran Drescher. If you got rid of the nasal and aged her up, like I want right. the, the big hair, the jewelry, the bright colors. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Dan, go ahead and do your pluggables. And uh, same question. Oh, what actress would be playing your character? Put me on tonight. the spot for actresses. I, I don't know. Or, or character, again, or character, if you don't know the actress. Dwayne um, The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> there it is. Our go-to for when we don't know. Well, if you're going to be uh, doing I'm, that, go with Medea or Eddie Murphy Medea. or something like that. Tyler Perry. Oh, wanna, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Dan with the Defenders of Cobalt. Um Always happy to have people drop by on our Discord so we can chat you up and share our, our memes and our frogs with you. Uh, I'm kind of figuring this out. I, golden Girls. Uh, I don't have an inner Golden Girls because I missed that. I know everybody's disappointed already. Uh, so I got to try and find my inner Golden Girls. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you, Jeff? Go ahead, do your pluggables and tell us what actress or part. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash lollygaggers. We play... On Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. This Friday, we're doing Delta Green. Saturday, we're doing Worlds Without Number. And Friday, or excuse me, then Monday. Not sure what we're doing yet. Either Alien or Things from the Flood. Who knows? Uh, and uh, I am going to be channeling uh, a young actress by the name of Estelle Harris, who you might know as Estelle Costanza, who is George Costanza's mom on Seinfeld. So she was the one who with, uh, was red hair, Pale, pasty skin, Georgie, and she would make bologna sandwiches when nobody wanted bologna sandwiches, and she has no eye for fashion. So still, still nice. Stand. All right, yeah. nice. All right, Jake, you're in the hot seat. Uh, well, I think the actress I'm going with is going to be Faye Dunaway, and uh, the idea that I have for uh, a character would be uh, Stacy Williams Moreno, the uh, widowed. A, a, a widowed woman who used to be married to um, Rogelio Brown Sugar Moreno, a Miami cocaine drug lord. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jeremy. 
you're you're muted, Jeremy. Because I, I was dumbfounded. I can't. I've I've thought of the voice I want to do, but I don't have the actress. I, I'm got. Oh God, I'm just. I'm very nervous, and I don't really know what to say on the spot. For some reason, my go-to instinct was to think, you know, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, Jean Seymour. But I don't know if she would talk like this. But that's what I'm going with. That face, this voice. Okay. Yeah, that works. That works. So the first thing we'll do is uh, we'll make the characters that are going to be inhabiting our cozy little town of Brindlewood Bay. So this game, uh, to get you in the proper mindset, of course, Golden Girls is uh, one of the inspiration, as is Murder, She Wrote. But any cozy murder mystery you can think of, like if you're familiar with Murder, She Wrote, Sleepy Little Town of Cabot Code, which is apparently the murder capital of the world, seeing as it went on for 14 years and there was a murder every episode. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, so the idea is it's it's cozy. In other words, you know, it's, it's very much a laid back, uh, supposedly not a lot of action going on or the action is very slight. You're all playing el- elderly women who have uh, been widowed. Uh, you have had children that have grown up and gone away. So that is the mindset we're looking for here. All right. Now uh, we're going to go through creation of both characters and the town tonight, and hopefully we'll get into the first mystery. So if you guys will open up your sheets, you should each have a sheet there with your name, uh, players' names on them. And if you've got an idea for your character's name, you can go ahead and slot that right in. But you'll notice uh, this is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. So it's a 2D6 game. uh, And you're trying to get a value of seven or higher for a success. That seven to nine range is a partial success where something bad might happen along with the good. And then 10 plus is a good success. Uh, You get exactly what you're looking for. A 12 is a spectacular success. And some extras might happen with that. So... You have the attributes of vitality, composure, reason, presence, and sensitivity. Uh, Each one is preset with the number we talked about beforehand. And then now you may adjust one of those attributes by one point. So you can bring that sensitivity up from a negative one to a zero if you wanted to. (laughs) Or you can uh, add a one to any of the other ones, however you want to do it. So really quick, vitality is all of your physical um, activities. Anytime you want to get physical, be it strength, dexterity, etc., that's what vitality is going to be. Composure is your ability to hold it together, um, your ability to not become frightened uh, when bad things happen. Reason is your ability to critically think, to work things out. Presence is your charisma, how well you are at ordering people, talking to people, um, digging for that golden golden bits of truth in communication. Sensitivity is the odd man out one and why it starts at negative one is because that is like your occult ability. That is your ability with the supernatural, your knowledge of the supernatural and your ability to reach out and just really all over those things that are, are not normal. Um, and again, this game is, is a cozy, at least to start with. So this town that we're creating is going to be very light, very Mayberry-ish, um, very simple. Uh, but as we continue to play, things are going to get a little darker. All right. So go ahead and throw your one point in there, however you'd like. And then I will go on to the next section once that's happened. Remind. Also names. Um, throw down a name if you can think of one at this point. Yeah, uh, Franny Ward, she's uh, she's going with presence because she's a southern belle and she's you know, 
Uh, her rack is uh, miraculously supported by science, and that is enough to give her a post, uh, perk in presence. Nice. And while we got you here, uh, along with your, your name and uh, your point, one other thing is, what is her style? Like, everybody uh, has a, a certain way that they, they dress. What is your character's way of dressing? If you don't have anything in particular... Uh, there is a uh, a list you can just uh, choose from, uh, but otherwise it's just a description. Some of them, some of the descriptions, for instance, are uh, office hours, so you wear power suits. Uh, Jackie O, so you're like very hip and fashionable. Uh, all the cardigans, you wear cardigans with everything. Um, you know, so there we go. Soccer mom might be another oh, one. <laughs> so uh, what how, what would best emphasize your style? I'm going to go with, uh, I want, well, I kind of already mentioned this. I want the bright, the gaudy. She may be a Southern belle, but she's got the, you know, big city sensibility. So brightly colored sweaters with shoulder pads out the wazoo. Yeah. The question is, though, is it fashionable or gaudy? Oh, it's gaudy. It's gaudy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so what under style? Why don't you put down... Uh, uh, hip gaudy or fashionably gaudy, something like that. And uh, the next question I'm going to ask you while we have it and everyone else can think about it, I'm going to use Chuck as my sacrificial lamb here. Your cozy activity. So one activity that you do in your quiet time, and cause you're retired, you know, your, your, your departed husband left you with enough of a nest egg that money isn't too much of a problem, although you're not insanely wealthy, but you don't have to work for a living. So what do you do? What activity do you do? Uh, is drinking an option? <laughs> so, uh, so what is that? The, uh, what, what is the art of mixicology? Uh, so sure. You're, you're a social drinker, um, social drinker. She can't make, there's only one drink she can make and it's the mint julep. All uh, right. so she is a, a master at, you know, Making. So maybe she's a, she's a party uh, organizer. Like she likes to throw Ooh, parties that's, and that's her activity. Yeah, she goes that's around. Right yeah. Okay. Okay. So under cozy activity, just write that, you know, just pop that in there and uh, we'll go down. Uh, who raise a hand? Who's, who's ready to go next? Who's got some ideas? I'm good to go, Bert. All right, Jeff. So what's your name? Uh, Estelle Vandalay. It's a name. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh and I put a point in presence because okay. she is just delightful to talk to. Um and her style, uh I was thinking like artsy, like she wears a lot of uh like like kind of silky robes and colorful stuff because I'm her cozy activity is that she collects and paints like porcelain dolls. So oh, she's okay. all about doing okay. a big collection of dolls. And so, so would you call it kitsch? I'll take that. Kind yeah, kitsch. Yeah. Is, is that it? Okay. 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 All right. Yeah, that'll uh, work. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right. So, painting porcelain dolls is her cozy activity. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm liking it, digging it. Who's okay. next? Let's see a hand. Who's ready? Who's up next to be shot? All right, Jeremy. What do you got? Who's your? What's your name? My name is Eleanor Russell. Um, I've been told I'm a little overly sensitive, but that's okay. Um. My overall style, some would call it manic. Um, you know, I put on some shorts and a bathrobe and my T-shirt was on backwards and I maybe had a hair roll is still in there, but I'm I'm holding it together. I'm doing okay. Um, and 
not everybody thinks it's a cozy activity, but for me, cleaning, just something very methodical and rhythmic really helps me center myself. Okay. Okay. And what's your style? Uh, Manic. (laughs) Manic style. So just a kind of a conglomeration of whatever you want to throw together and none of it matches. Yeah. It's like, like it might be shorts and a bathrobe and, you know. So, yeah, you definitely have a mental illness happening. Right. I, I got you. <laughs> eclectic. All right. Eclectic, so that, there we go. Yeah, Someone threw out eclectic. We can my use son that. tells my, his friends that he's got an, an, an eclectic mother. Okay. Eclectic. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's short for Alzheimer's coming on. Um, all right. So <laughs> what's, who's next? All right. Dan. Dan, what do you got? I don't have the voice figured out yet. I'll work on it. Uh, but I'm thinking I'm just going to do Edith Finch for the name, which I Googled and found out it's the name of the game also. I didn't realize okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But <laughs> I thought I'd fit the, the time. But I think the style is going to just be like floral, floral patterns. Floral, stuff. floral, everything. Okay, I like floral it. Things. Okay, well, where are you putting your point? Um, I think I'm putting it in composure. Composure. Okay, so you're hard to rattle. And what is your cozy activity? I think it's going to be crosswords. Crosswords. Okay. You like doing the crosswords. And like <laughs> you, you do like the tough ones too, I'm sure, like the New York Times. And uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Jake. Uh, well, I think uh, Stacy Williams Moreno likes to wear once expensive dresses that went out of style and fit 40 years ago. As for her cozy activity, she likes to show all the boys at bingo just how it's done. (laughs) Okay, so likes doing bingo and uh, uh, old chic for style. Yeah, Yeah, so it was very fashionable, like, you know, many years ago. Okay. So is it shabby, though, or is it actually like you kept it's a little bit shabby, like a little uh, threadbare. Okay, they they were also bought 40 years ago. (laughs) She just hasn't changed them out. All right. Now, you guys should be able to see in the the thing that looks like a GM screen, uh, the general moves and Maven moves. Let me make sure you guys can see them all. They look good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this next part is you get to choose one of these. And the Maven moves are all named after investigative characters like uh uh Frank Columbo, Fox Dale Mulder, Cooper. uh Colt Seavers, uh MacGyver, etc. So you should be able to click on those to get a better idea. Now here's the thing, none of you can take the same one. All right? Uh, Quincy is in there. Somebody wants to be kind of a medical person. They got a Quincy in there. Uh, Magnum. <laughs> there's there's uh, Thomas Magnum. Is I desperately want Columbo unless somebody else really wants it. Knock yourself out, but I just uh, want to be so annoying and distracting that I make people accidentally disclose things. And another thing, just yeah. just just one more thing. You should be able to just drag in and drop it uh, over to your sheet. And since you've got that uh, picked, why don't you read the description of it? Okay, let me drag it and see. I didn't even read what it does, but let's see what it says. I don't care what it does. I just need it. I need Columbo. <laughs> just need it. All right, Frank Columbo, 
something about you causes the elite of society to not take you too seriously. What is it? Once possession, when you do the meddling move in a place occupied by the rich and famous, you find an additional clue, even on a miss and an additional void clue on a 12 plus. Okay. So uh, clues and void clues. One of the interesting things about this game is it is in fact a murder mystery, but I, as the GM don't know who the murderer is and I don't know the clues involved. Uh, you guys figure that out as you go along. So like when you find a clue, I've got, um, I've got, uh, one of their printed scenarios here mm-hmm. and there's a list. When you find a clue, I just choose a clue. I check it off and it's up to you guys to figure out how those clues would point or implicate one of the characters that you're introduced to as the murderer. Okay. So the difference between a regular clue, though, and a void clue. So there's this deeper, darker current that's running through Brindlewood Bay. There's this other society that's going, uh, that's that's trying to bring about a certain kind of apocalypse. And your characters don't interface with this until a few sessions in, and you start finding these void clues, which give you uh, an understanding of this supernatural thing that's going on. All right. Nice. So has anyone else picked their uh, their move? One I'd like to do. Okay. I'd like to do Dale Cooper because I'm a big <laughs> Twin Peaks fan. Yeah. So, so, all right. Yeah. Go ahead. Move it over. Did anyone else look at Dale Cooper? Let's make sure we're not duplicating anyone. Yeah. Good. Okay. Read out Dale Cooper. Okay. So, okay. I always got to start off everything she says with Georgie, just so I get the voice. Georgie, <laughs> add one to your sensitivity. Max a plus three. At the beginning of each session, the keeper will give you a void clue and some baloney in the form of a strange and settling dream you experience. No two mavens can have this move at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So increase your sensitivity. You go from a negative one to a zero. Very sensitive. Uh, Dan, do you have one picked out? I'm actually still just reading through them sure, all. That's fine. I don't recognize most of the names anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us older folks, closer to being geriatric, know these. Uh, Chuck, <laughs> yeah, do you have one chosen? I'm really eyeballing, you know, the Knight Rider, uh, Michael Knight. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, you get a fancy ride with that one. I think I want an old, uh, like, uh, oh. I mean, old like K car, like Plymouth Reliant or something like that. Okay. Uh, Read out the description for us. Uh, you have a trusty mode of transportation, an oversized sedan, motorbike, or an old truck that has gotten you out of more than one sticky situation. Give it a name, add it to your cozy little place. When you use it, you get advan- or an advantage on a die roll. Leave it unmarked. So right. I was debating car, but would a, <clears throat> would a golf cart work too? Like... An electric, uh, yeah, like electric uh, car. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a golf Beautiful. cart. It can just be an elect- uh, one of the electric buggies or yeah. get-around cars. Yeah. I want to take so one of those, yeah. Let, let's now describe equipment. So under equipment, Chuck, just add a, add a, under things, just hit the plus there and just go ahead and put it in yourself. Just uh, do an edit and call it whatever you want. Give it a name. Uh, now, here's the thing. Okay. Now, so here's the thing about your equipment. Unless it's special, like he gets from his uh, Knight Rider uh, special ability here. When you use a piece of equipment, um, it can only be used once. You basically check it off. So in this uh, character sheet we have here, one of the things you can do with equipment is designate uses. 
In your case, you can keep using it. You don't have to check it off once it's used because it's a special item. But when you add an item to your inventory, it's a one-use item. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jer- uh, so who, who else? Jeremy, have you picked one yet? Yeah, I went with uh, Columbo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Columbo. So, uh, okay. Okay. Who's got one? Dan, um, you got one yet? Jake, you got one? I'm I think I might go with the Jim Rockford. Oh, dang it. Okay. Ooh. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I was fine. thinking either uh, Jim Rockford or Angus MacGyver. So if you want Rockford, I'll take MacGyver. I was between uh, B.A. Baracus and uh, Rockford, so. I'll go with the MacGyver then. Okay, you want MacGyver? All right, uh, add it to your sheet and then read out MacGyver for me. When you improvise in a situation using whatever is at hand, ask the other players and keeper to name three objects you find in the environment. So long as you can give a plausible explanation for how one or more of these three objects will help you with an action, you can have an advantage on a single role related to that action. Awesome. This is this is movie logic, by the way. If anyone remembers the episode of MacGyver, we stops a nuclear meltdown with a chocolate bar. That shit don't work, but it's movie logic. Exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. I'll be more MacGruber in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, Dan. I think we'll go with Rockford then. Okay. Read off yours. And it is uh, at the beginning of each session, the keeper will narrate an answering machine message you have received. Message is always from the same unknown person. They'll always ask you to do some particular task, often unrelated to the act of mystery. When you complete the task, whether in the current session or future session, mark XP. The messages and tasks will get increasingly strange and disturbing the more marks you have on the crown of the void. No two mavens can have this move at the same time. Okay. Hmm. Crown of the Void. Uh, these are basically things that, uh, so in this game, there's no taking damage. Okay. You can take three conditions. Uh, so like if you try and do something and you fail, I can impose a condition on you, which could be physical. I can say you sprained an ankle, uh, broke a wrist, something like that. Or I could say it's mental. Like you just got completely uh, just hammered in a debate and you're feeling a little less because of that. So you can have three complications. Um, if your complication may would would factor into whatever you're trying to do, you're going to roll with disadvantage. Now, here is something different in this game than most powered by the Apocalypse games. There is advantage and disadvantage. It works like the D and D's uh, version of this, where you roll um, you roll an extra die, and you're either going to take the highest or the lowest. Right. So if you're if you're rolling with advantage, you're going to take the two highest. If you're rolling with disadvantage, you're going to take the two lowest. I do have two buttons up there on your character sheet for advantage and disadvantage. Um, you will have to add in, uh, so you can see the formula next to the dice. You will have to add in the bonus for your attribute because I could find no way to do that automatically. Okay. So um, when you take that fourth uh, condition, you will have to put on a crown. So depending on which one it is, there are basically tracks. Once you hit the crown of the void or the crown of the queen, you're on your way out. Okay. So they get progressively more things start happening to you. The crown, uh, the crown of the void is uh, it is it starts at the top and goes down. So you shadow in the garden, the chariot, the pallid mask. I'll explain what all these are as we hit them, but you take them in order. Once you fill all of that out, your characters effectively become an NPC, and you you get converted over to the uh, the undercurrent of madness that is running in the town. You become one of them. Crown of the Queen is similar um, in that your character is going into a depression. 
right? And uh, in this one, instead of taking them in order, and these are on your character sheet on the left-hand side, um, you take them as you want. But once they're all filled out, same thing happens. Your character is out of the story. Okay? Some maneuvers that you will take, uh, some rules that you will make, will say on a really bad failure to mark one of the crowns. Right? So that's another way that you can get onto this track of your character being taken out. Good? All right, so under the moves, the general moves, everybody has the general move. The cozy move, the day move, the night move, uh, the occult move, theorize, and the golden crowns mystery move. And I'll explain that in a second here. If you guys want to uh, move each of those under your character sheet, uh, do that as you're able to, or just as the first time you roll it would be fine. I don't know if that'll overload uh, Forge if you all try to do it at once or not, uh, but you have access to all of those. So the two basic ones, the day move and the night move, those are the just doing general things, okay? Uh, things at night come with more risk than things in the day. So that's the difference between the two. Literally, that is the difference if you're doing it at night or if you're doing it during the day, okay? Um, the occult move is whenever that, that twist happens in our plot line, when the supernatural gets uh, introduced, that allows you to not only understand occult things, but with that move, you can actually say, hey, I found this ritual on demon summoning. Why don't we just summon us up a demon to help us out? You can do that with the occult move. Um, again, that's something that happens later in the storyline, but it's there. Theorize is when you have some clues handy and you guys want to get together and you want to theorize about who might be the murderer or how the clues might add up. The theorized move allows you to make connections and to make a case against a person uh, and to see whether or not you are correct or not, depending on the role. Um, the meddling move uh, is an interesting one. This one is, uh, okay, when you search for a clue, conduct research or otherwise gather information, describe how you're doing so and roll with an appropriate ability. So this is how you get your clues, the meddling move. The golden crown mystery move. The one thing that binds all of your characters together, whether you're friends or not, you don't have to be friends, but you are all part of a society of amateur sleuths and fondness for a set of mystery novels called the Golden Crown Mysteries. Okay. So this move actually allows you to say, I remember in book number 15 that this thing happened. So you can cite that uh, once per game, and it allows you to basically take a 12 plus on a roll. Um, so that's there. Uh, this is a once per session, uh, and it's not per person. It's just once per session this is available. Okay? Make it count. Yeah, so make it count. So those are all the basic moves. Now... The last thing is to figure out what kind of items or things that your character might have on you. Let's see. This is called your cozy little place. Okay, so we're going to start with Chuck again. Um, I want you to describe three key aspects of your earlier life. Your deceased partner, your children, if any, they could just be pets. And what your career was before you retired to Brindlewood Bay. So, Chuck, we're starting with you. Okay. So, 
my deceased spouse, uh, his name was Reginald Ward. Uh, he was actually a, uh, uh, like oil, you know, magnate owned some kind of like oil refinery, something. So he was stacked and that's how I can afford my cushy ass retirement. Um, so we'll go Reginald. Um, he, uh, what, he really, uh, he was about the high life living well. As long as I looked good, he really didn't care about me. So that's perfect. Uh, what was the next thing I had to describe? Uh, a child or a pet could be living or deceased. Uh, oh, we got to have a kid that never calls. Um, so we're going to go with uh, we're going to go with William. William Ward. Um he actually went off to school and dropped out and ended up becoming an artist uh, in New York. Uh, and he just, he never calls. Uh, and what was the last thing? Your career before you retired. Uh, secretary? You okay. Know? All right. Everyone else, given what he's just told us about his characters or character, Jeff, what's one thing you can find in his house? Um, let's see. His son's an artist. So, uh, so I would say paintings, uh, uh, really bad ones, uh, by his son or by Cutest. her son. All right. Yeah. So Chuck under your equipment, put down paintings by your son, bad. <laughs> okay. And that goes in places or things? Equipment of things, things. Jeremy, what's something else you can find in his apartment? I mean, if he was a trophy wife, like maybe there's some pair of earrings or something from an anniversary. Okay. So really expensive earrings? Yeah. Okay. All right, right, Chuck, add that to your equipment inventory. And these are one-shot items, okay? It can only be used once. You keep them in your inventory after you've used them because there are certain moves that can regenerate them, but they can only be used once. And what they do is if you can fit it into something you're trying to do, it will give you an advantage to the role. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, Dan, what's something we can find? Maybe a fancy uh, stationary set. Fancy stationary. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Receptionist figured in. Right. Yeah. Uh, And Jake. Well, again, keeping with the uh, trophy wife sort of deal, a hand mirror. Hand mirror. Like a really nice silver hand mirror, maybe. Like one of those um, compact makeup deals with a mirror. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You got those, Chuck? Got them. Okay. All right, Jeff. Well, what was your character's name again, Jeff? Uh, Estelle Vandalay. Who was your husband? My husband's name was Frank. Okay. He worked. He worked as a as an as an undergarment designer. He designed underwear and ladies' undergarments. <laughs> okay. A child, a pet. Or a pet. Well, well, Georgie, my son, who doesn't visit or call often enough, but he does a little bit. He's very impressive. He's an architect. (laughs) Who is not making underwear for this architect? (laughs) And what was your career? Oh, I was a model. A hand model. A hand hand model. model. Okay. (laughs) That's how I met Frank. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Chuck, what will you find in Estelle Vandalay's house? She was a hand model, so she's got the fanciest, laciest white gloves. <laughs> elegant have. gloves. Elegant okay, okay. gloves. Got it. Okay. Jeremy. Uh, I mean, you, you have to have just some, like, really outstanding lingerie. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be outdated, though, right? It's totally outdated. Yeah. Like <laughs> bloomers, <laughs> but fancy bloomers. I hope we have a scene where this becomes useful. <laughs> Dude, oh, there boy. is a, there is a romance. Uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. There, there's a thing. Okay, <laughs> I, I have my potential romantic partner ready to uh, go. Jake, what can you find in Estelle's house? Bloomers. A cell phone so she can call Georgie at all hours of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yep. Thank you. So, good. Uh, One of those big 1980s Brits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll get to, we'll get to what year we're playing in during our city creation, but we'll assume that it's after the advent of cell phones. <laughs> that works fine. Uh, Dan, what's the last thing that we can find that's special in Estelle's all house? Right. This isn't very exciting sounding, but I assume you're going to have some fancy hand creams in there. Fancy hand creams. Okay. Uh, that works. Got to maintain. I need to mark up with something. I'm, you know, I got to keep it nice and, you know, moist. And I don't want it to flake at all. <laughs> all right, Jeremy. What's your character's name again? Uh, I'm, I'm Eleanor Russell. Um, my, my late husband, he was Big Mikey. He was a small town sheriff. Um, my son's little Mikey, he joined the army because it was pretty much either that or prison. He's just, uh, he's a troubled young man, but he worries about me, but he, he never visits, but he, he just, he, you know, he, he harasses me, um, but he can't bother to visit. Um, and I, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. Perfect. <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> That explains so much. You actually have a very advanced PTSD <laughs> being a kindergarten teacher. All right, Chuck, what can we find in well, Eleanor's house? Husband was a sheriff, right? I heard that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she works in a public school or worked in a public school. Uh-huh. So it's yep. a big goddamn fuck you 357 revolver. Goddamn it. Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> oh man nice okay all right what a yeah. character to have it too <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course yeah oh no oh no <laughs> all right jeff so what else can we find in Eleanor's uh house? let's see so she was a teacher she was a uh god uh probably like uh probably like a small portable like blackboard with chalk like she's got like a okay. like a there you go something like that yeah okay nice portable blackboard all right Jake what else can we find in Eleanor's well since Eleanor was a teacher maybe a compost pile in the backyard full of uh, rotten apples <laughs> compost <laughs> pile all right all right okay I could come into you. all kinds of handiness when you have to hide a body um not that that'll ever come up nope. Dan. What other thing can we find it into the style? I think you got like a uh, clear, like see-through umbrella that you probably carry with you at all times. Probably use it all the time too. See-through umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to be able to see, but you got to keep everything out. 
Okay. All right. That works. Probably aligned with tinfoil or something, too. Mm. All right. You got all that, Jeremy? Yes. All right, Jake, what was your character's name? Stacy Williams Moreno. Uh, she was uh, originally wed to a now deceased uh, drug lord named Rogelio Brown Sugar Moreno. <laughs> Together they had a pet, a guard dog named Rudo, who unfortunately died after he was bit by a mailman. For her career, they, they met actually as a result of her career. She was a barfly. Nice. Oh, this would be fun. Uh, <laughs> Dan, what are we going to find in Stacy's house? I, I assume probably copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Copious amounts of alcohol. All right. Put that in there. Uh, Jeremy, what else are we going to find in there? I mean, I hate to double down on the vices, but, you know, given what his profession was, I think there's so much cocaine. <laughs> It's like there's like suitcases of coke. First idea I wrote down for him. Yeah. Like kilos yeah. of coke. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote down quote so much cocaine. So much yeah. cocaine. <laughs> it's all of the voids in the walls, oh, you know. <laughs> she knows all the tricks. She it's didn't great insulation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, what else are we gonna find? A taxidermy dog. Oh, the dog is taxidermy. Bite marks are still there. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't get them out. There might have been some coke hidden in it too. Who knows? (laughs) No, it's still on the dog. The taxidermy right, dog parentheses maybe with coke in it. <laughs> a whole new meaning right, to drug sniffing dog. Uh, uh, wait, your husband was a coke dealer, and when you test the product, you have to have a good old switchblade to you know pop oh, open the thing and yeah. get you a little bump. So you know one of the <laughs> nice black black handled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. All right, Dan, you're they're the last one on the list. What was your character's oh. name again? It's hard to follow up on all this. Uh, Edith Finch. All right. I think Got my it. husband is is Herb. Herb, okay. Probably worked down at the paper, so, you know, so I can get all my crosswords hot off the presses. <laughs> mm. Any children? Any pets? Prior pets, or current? No children and pets belong, you know, animals belong outside. Okay. No children. Okay. And what was your career before me or uh, before you retired? So the, your career could have happened after your husband died, but before you retired, also. Okay, I, I'm thinking it's uh, working at like a local, like uh, it's five and dime thing still. Okay. Uh, so basically, a cashier at a five cashier. and dime. Yeah. Okay. Jake, can we find okay. an Edith's house? Jesus, I got some ideas. Um, I think we're going to latch on to the animals belong outside part of that and just say <laughs> she's got an army of feral cats outside. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. So she's got like this 50-pound bag of cat food. She just opens up and throws out. No, the stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So you call me a feral cats that live around your house. Jeremy, what else can we find? I think you have just the nicest custom silver pen ever for sitting down and doing your crosswords. Oh, nice. There's yeah. no mistakes. No need to do it in pencil. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You do it in ink, buddy. 
<laughs> Fancy silver pan, Ethan. All right, Jeff, what else are we going to find at Edis? Uh, a very ornate uh, and attractive shrine that holds herbs ashes okay. uh, that she can talk to while she's doing her, her puzzles. Okay. Ask your yeah. friends. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what's what's a five letter word for donkey? I don't. Why not just use donkey? Something like that. Like the paper bought the urn, so it's got the paper on the bottom. <laughs> nice. Okay, Chuck. What's the last thing we're gonna find at Edith's? Well, husband worked at the newspaper, so she's gotta have a really nice typewriter sitting in there. Mm. Mm. Okay. Really nice typewriter. There we go. Nice. Okay. Well, guys, that's uh that's our characters. That's who you're playing tonight. Oh, now let's hi. find out where you're playing. So we are in the town of Brindlewood Bay. Um, in this town, is in any town, you have your haves and you have your have-nots. So who are the rich people in town and how did they make their money? You guys can just, you know, just throw out ideas and you guys come to a consensus. Do you mean like do? family, like like a like a rich family or like could a be rich community? A rich family. It could be a rich community. Um, and then how why they have their wealth. So some ideas are technology. So like, you know, your you know, your technocrats could live here. Entertainment, it could be stars and starlets, old money, so they're moneyed mm-hmm. families from the past, or real estate is another one. So who are they? You can give names or you can just give generalities. And then mm-hmm. how do they have their money? I mean, I, I don't know if this is entirely true, but I heard that the Lafayette family has kept their money for a long time. They're in shipping now, but they were all pirates back in the day. And then they just maintained that fortune and they did a shipping industry. It's just okay. a rumor I heard. Yes, yeah, so I heard that they did a lot of smuggling in from Cuba. Not that I would know that. You heard, yes. (laughs) All right. I mean, that works. Are you guys good with that? Yeah, I'm great with that. Do you want to have any other rich people in town, or is this going to be a small town and these are the rich people? I did did hear that the Remingtons had moved in, and they're old money. Pennsylvania steel, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. They probably know the Lafayettes. Who knows? Yeah. They're at the same country club, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So we have the Remingtons and the Lafayettes. Anything else? It could be an industry. So like you have rich people in the technology industry, a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, uh, teenagers or or early 20-year-olds who are big into technology that have just started buying up land and now they're a rich power base here, just as an example. Or you can just stick with those two families. What do you guys think? Uh, It might be funny to have a bunch of like Silicon Valley, like rejects that couldn't cut it there and tried to set up a new base here. Yeah. Okay. What would you call All right. This? Yeah. Big hard tech as opposed to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So those are the haves. Now on the on the polar opposite of that, you have the have nots. <clears throat> so who are the have nots? Uh, and why are they the have nots? So it could be, for instance, there's only one single major employer, and so the jobs are not plentiful. Um, it could be that the town is carrying a lot of debt. Uh, so everything is, uh, you know, everyone's carrying a lot of debt. There could be a lot of veterans who have just recently gotten back from a war, mustered out, and they just don't have a lot of project uh, prospects. It's a bay with a lot of shipping, so you've got to have a lot of dock workers. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Something like closed down. So like there's not a lot of it's like the dock workers themselves are all just lingering around, but there's like no shipping to do. Like the industry mm-hmm. is is gone. Ooh. So let's talk about this real quick. Uh we were gonna say uh where what time period we want to uh put this in. We could put this completely in modern day and like COVID completely shut down the docks. I mean, just as an example. Yeah. All you right. guys want to do yeah, that? Works for me. Yeah. All right. Makes that cell phone even better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I, now it's a 50-year-old uh, cell phone. It's a lady. Now it's a weapon. It's a it's a blunt phone. object. I can <laughs> yeah. I can smash someone's head in with it quite easily. All right. Like you. So a single major employer, which were the docks that a lot of it got, a lot of shipping and trade got shut down because of COVID. And so the primary job in the town were dock workers. Now they're just not really doing much. All right. Mm. That works. All right. The next is um, okay. What is the major point of crime in this town? Sounds like it's going to be drugs, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. been. Pretty well established. Yeah, I think it's probably drugs traffic. And the good news is drugs can bring in so many other crimes with it. Yeah. Yep. It's the so that's just the giving. primary. Yeah, and that's the primary. work to the docks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all these dock workers, you know, you, you, without jobs, you could have a lot of smuggling going on. So we'll say, so the biggest amount of crime in the town, again, and when we say biggest amount, this is still like, you know, this is a cozy. So... There's a mm-hmm. drug problem, but people don't talk about it a lot. You may know the one guy that's always tweaked out at the local tavern. That, 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 that's the major problem. Okay. I mean, the money comes from selling it, really. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to, Chuck, starting with you, give me one person in town. Give me a name and what do they do? Uh, is this still on the have-nots or just a no, person this is in anything. Just give me a person in town and what, what they do. Oh, it's got to be the guy from the local tech uh, store, local computer support. That uh, and his it's name. There's probably only one. There's probably only it's one. Just one guy, support. and his name is Jim. Jim. All right. Okay. Jeff, give me one person in town and what they do. Uh, Lloyd. Uh, he uh, Lloyd Braun or Floyd Braun. Worried about copyright. Uh, and he runs a uh, he runs like a convenience like a, like a Circle K, Seven Eleven, that kind of thing. And he sells excellent gum. Okay, again, it's probably the only convenience store. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, give me one person and what they do. I have to think of a new name because I have Floyd. <laughs> Floyd. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, fine. My guy's name Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> And Lloyd runs Amco Steel Fence. They, he puts a chain link fence. All right. Which, nice. I mean, you've got you know the shipping and stuff, so they're probably, you know. Okay. Okay. Jake, give me a person and what they do. Margot Redding is the one person on my mind. The okay. thing she does is pisses me off because I swear <laughs> she cheats at every bingo game. All right. So this is a rival at the bingo park parlor. Mm. All right, that works. And Dan, it's probably gonna be Bart, the uh, the, the do it all handyman, you know. Okay. Changing Again, he's probably bowl. the only one in town. 
Yeah. Changing <laughs> the light bulbs, mowing the yard. All right. All right. Windows stuck. <laughs> How old is Bart? I, I think he's probably kind of old also. He should have retired <laughs> before us. Yeah. Right. And so he's Not the only handyman in town. In Brindlewood base. Maybe he's got like a big, thick pocketbook with a lot of phone numbers in his back yep. pocket. Yeah. All right. Back to Chuck. Give me one place. Um, every small town has to have their bar. Okay. What's the name of the bar? Uh, their name of the bar. I'm going to avoid Skankles because that's our go-to. So, <laughs> uh, why don't we go with, um, let's go with Joe's. Joe's. All right. The bar is Joe's. And again, it's the only bar in town. Okay. All right, Jeff, give me a place. Uh, it's going to be Monk's Cafe. It's where we, uh, it's a, it's a breakfast and lunch place. It's a diner. All right. And Jeremy. I'm trying to think of a name for it, but I would love to have a place where like the community college does like a dinner theater thing. Oh yeah. Community theater. Yeah. Community theater. Community theater. So we can have some really terrible, terrible yeah. entertainment. That's cool. And Jake. Uh, well, um, bingo. That means there's got to be a church. Okay. Mm. All right. It's a non-denom- the non-denominational church. Only one in town. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Dan. Got a horrible one here. It's a used bookstore and it's called Red Space It! Exclamation mark. Red. Say that again. Red It. <laughs> Red it. Mark. Red it. <laughs> nice. Use yeah, books. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't know what those kids are on about. Yeah. You seem to be a lot more popular than you think you are. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. That is our town. That is a little town of Brindlewood Bay right there. All right. Okay. So there are a couple of things uh, before. We start in our, our mystery here. We've got our characters. We got our places. Uh, some of you have things that happen before the game starts. Two of you, I believe. Uh, were you one of them, Dan? Yes. Okay. Read again what happens before the game starts with you. You get a phone call, right? It was. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, we'll say you have an old style answering machine. <laughs> I still uh, got the tape in it. Mm. All right, let's see. Edith Finch. Uh, oh, here, let's, let's actually, let's tailor this a little bit better towards your character. It's not so much that you get these messages. It's just there's messages in the crossword puzzles. Oh, right. So you have your favorite, uh, you've got your favorite zine that has the hardest crossword puzzles. And um, you have been noticing a trend lately where there seems to be a message embedded in each week's crosswords puzzle. And Ooh. it's usually asking you to do a thing. And when you, you find when you do the thing, something, you know, good happens. You know, you, you, it could just be, you know, maybe you're just thinking it has something to do that's somehow linked. But it's, it's interesting enough that you do it each time. So you just finished today's crossword puzzle. And it says that today would be a good day to buy a bird. Okay. Hmm. All right. So for your character, if you can somehow buy a bird today, <laughs> you get to mark experience, I believe is what it does. Yeah. And, and I'll have to keep track of it because it can be done in this session or in a future session. Or in a future session. You got to keep track of them. So, yeah. 
strike that down somewhere. Now, Jeff, you had the other one, right? Yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of each session, Keeper will give you a void clue in the form of a strange, unsettling dream. I experience. Uh, okay. In which case... I'm just tossing and turning. My bloomers are just so uncomfortable. I don't know why I wear them still, just to think of Frank, I assume. Some nights are better than others for you, uh, Estelle. Mm-hmm. Some nights you're up and down all night. You just can't get to sleep. And some nights you sleep like a rock. And it's those nights that you really don't like. Because usually you have really odd dreams. I do. Last night. True. Yeah. Last night was one of those nights. You had this dream of being in a forest, but there was only one tree that just kind of filled your vision. And this tree was tall, majestic tree, but it looked like someone had taken an axe to an edge of the tree. And instead of, yeah, and instead of sap, red blood <gasps> oozes out of this tree. Oh my God. Oh, Frank had blood. Touch it. And you're thinking maybe it's just red sap. Maybe it's really just rich sap. And you touch it and it's warm. It feels like blood in your hand. You wake up Uh, with your hands. Like you can still see the blood on your hands for a few seconds before, before you finally wake up. Oh God. Oh my. Oh God. My stars. Uh, Terrifying. All right. So today, today is a special day. Today is Halloween, Halloween night. And uh, Brindlewood uh, has not a lot in the way of children. Um, Actually, let's scratch that. Because of the influx of the uh, Silicon Valley rejects, you know, mid-20ish folks, young children. uh, And this is a new thing. This is a new occurrence. Uh, Halloween might actually be interesting this year, not just because of the new influx of young children to Brindlewood Bay, but you have been invited, all of you, your mystery club, in fact, has been invited um, at the fabulous Brindlewood Bay home of Abner Vidal, V-I-D-A-L. You guys might want to write down the names of uh, these key players. So Abner, A-B-N-E-R, Vidal. He's a retired filmmaker, famous for Gonzo B-grade pictures. He is hosting a full-dress Halloween spectacular tonight at his mansion. And your mystery society as a whole has been invited. A special invitation. Gold engraved card sent to your clubhouse. You guys actually do have a clubhouse, by the way. Uh, let's Let's... Actually, detail that real quick because uh, it is something in the rules here. Let me go back to it here real quick. You are called the Murder Mavens. You meet on the top floor of the Candlelight Booksellers. So this is uh, not the used bookstore, but this is the uh, the retail bookstore. Uh, they have. Uh, rooms upstairs that the community uses to rent out and you rent it out occasionally for your murder maven society where you talk about the latest books um, in the murder genre so you have a little box there that you received this invitation to so you've all been eagerly eagerly looking forward to this not just because of uh, it's something to do 
I mean, finding something to do and and uh, not getting sucked into boredom in your later years is always always an issue. But uh, because you guys are so interested in uh, mysteries and murders, Abner, despite them being B movies, uh, have some, has some of your favorite movies that you have seen recently. Okay. So um, we're going to just, uh, well, actually, what are you going to do, if anything, for the kids? Uh, so, you know, you'll have a few hours before you go to the, uh, the Halloween ball tonight that uh, you could be giving out candy or otherwise. Is anyone doing that? Or are you going to make any, um, any special, I don't know, uh, thing that you've left out anyone? Oh, oh, of course so the, you've, you've got to have the candied apples because an apple a day keeps those little bastard children away okay so you're gonna have candied apples you're gonna hand them out or are you gonna leave them on the porch well i considered answering the door but, but that just really it's it's just too much it's too much you have to open and close and i just yeah i just I'm, i put it out there and i put a sign saying take one okay so the first group of kids that come by take them all <laughs> it's a little disappointing. They're all wearing cardboard, like transformer suits. You have no idea what that is, but they're wearing cardboard machine man things. Did they take all of your candied apples? Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else doing anything for the kids? Yeah. Jake living out cocaine lines for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's the house everyone calls those too. I think I'll Pixie ask if I can borrow some of her cats so I can keep all the kids away from my yard. <laughs> all right. So you like you turn your lights off and you make it look as uninviting as possible. Yep. Uh, probably your your house has uh, there's probably some lore with the kids about your house. The, the crazy cocaine lady lives there or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone else doing anything for the kids or just no? Yeah. Not at all. I've got an yeah. idea to try and okay. double down on getting my goal done at the same time. All right. What are you doing? I figure I'll just go get like a uh, a pirate costume with the parrot. Okay. And I'll hand out Chips Ahoy cookies. All right. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna go ahead and buy a pirate costume with the bird. They did say it had yeah. to be a live bird. So you got a bird with your pirate costume. Okay. Order KFC. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got a bird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, anyone else? Jeff, you had something? Yeah. I was going to get little like plastic uh, containers and paint uh, and paint like little doll faces on them and fill them with saltwater taffy and give them out uh, to the kids. So like little pumpkin faces and stuff, little jack-o'-lanterns that I paint with my, my porcelain doll. Uh, uh, my, so so I, I went all out, but then there's saltwater taffy inside. So it's good. okay. All right. Uh, Sounds good. Being the southern belle that I am, I have to cook something. So I'm going to make popcorn balls with bits of candy corn in it. And I'm going to use some food coloring and paint them all brightly colored. Uh, you know, my son's an artist. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong <laughs> guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Art. So, all right. So, uh, all of, it sounds like all of you, except for the exception of one, does a little something for the kiddos. So, uh, yeah, that's early TV. in the night. Okay. That's early in the night. Uh, Jeremy, were you doing something? Oh, yeah, I did the candied apples. Oh, that's right. The candied took apples. them all. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I considered forgot. waving my gun at them and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Only because they got away too fast. 
You got the looking out the, here. the trick. window of the door with her gun in her hand, like you little bastard. I was looking for it. <laughs> okay, so um, Abner uh, sends a nice little town car uh, to pick up each of you. It's a little like little limousine where you were all are able to fit in the back, and it's got like a, it's got a little wet bar back there as well. Abner lives just outside of Brindlewood, a uh, nice mansion on the top of the hill. The mansion has a little storied past. Uh, the uh let's see what were they called the lafayette family once owned this mansion and it was repossessed by the government when they uh they broke into their uh their drug trade and uh uh abner was able to buy it uh in an auction so he's only been here for like the last year or so <laughs> but yeah you you guys have uh have solved mysteries in the past or helped the police the local police we're gonna say it's such a small town as this you've got like a sheriff Okay, he's got one deputy, and he really hates coming to you guys. But sometimes he just out of his depth, and you've had uh, you've been helpful in the past. So, because of this, uh, you have been invited as a, almost like guests of honor. So they sent this limo out, and uh, how the, the place has been uh, sort of cleaned up. Like he definitely kept that kind of haunted mansion kind of look to it like he left the ivies on the walls and it's not well lit it's halloween and he's got uh, skeletons laying about it's really well decorated front door is well lit up though there's a red carpet coming up to the front door there's a few people that are milling around but it looks like uh, you were the late arrivals as you uh, took a little time to do some things with the kiddos and of course the uh, the ride came a little later for you so chuck what costume is franny wearing tonight Oh, uh, I am, if I had to pick a costume to wear to this lovely thing, uh, it would be none other than the, uh, stylish, uh, Jackie Kennedy. Okay, come, uh, looking as, uh, Jackie Kennedy. Oh, hey, Abner, I meet you at the door. He, he has, uh, he's dressed up in, um, kind of, a. Uh, Hercule Poirot outfit. He's got a very well manicured mustache. He's got a a thin uh, cigarette holder. As he comes, he bows deeply to you, kisses your hand. It's like, oh, Franny, Franny Ward, I am so glad that you were able to meet with us tonight and to enjoy the festivities. Marvelous, marvelous work you did with that uh, case and that, 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 unfortunate child who went on that razor blade killing thing last mm. month. It, it was so oh, it was wonderful. And he a, does the air kisses on either side of your cheek. <laughs> eating it up. Oh, it was a, a dreadful crime, but I could never pass up a party. <laughs> um, he, uh, there's a, a butler there. He pulls a magnum of champagne off, hands you the glasses. Says, please, please enter and enjoy, enjoy the festivities. And you can hear the strains of like classical music. Uh, actually not classical. It's, uh, it's like, uh, oh, like fifties and sixties, uh, era, like, uh, jazz, Benny Goodman's not 50. Yeah. 56, Benny Goodman sort of music, you know, and there's people dancing, um, it is kind of a slightly older crowd, although you do see some some younger folks. There, it's it's an older crowd, as most of Brindlewood Bay is. Uh, next, who's next up, and what are you wearing? Well, Dan, you you're wearing the pirate costume, so why don't you describe that to us? I mean, I imagine it's probably kind of like kitschy, probably like from the store that I work at. <laughs> <laughs> kitschy pirate. 
Yeah. Yeah. Captain Curry and uh, yeah, swing is what I was trying to think of. You know, preliminary mm-hmm. jazz, the swing music playing in the background. Big band era so music. It's probably like an uncomfortable fitting eye patch, a, a not well fitted hat. Uh, one of those like hook things that you hold uh, with your hand. Edith, Edith, so wonderful to have you tonight. Oh, such a marvelous little bird on your shoulder there. I, He takes a very critical look at your costume and says, it works. It works, Edith. Why don't you go and work the dance floor tonight? Uh, he hands you a champagne bottle, uh, a glass of champagne as well. <laughs> so who's next up to the door? Uh, yeah, oh, let's go, go Jeff. Ahead. All right. Yeah. So Jeffrey, what oh, is? Okay. Uh, ooh, yeah. So yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Uh, so what is Estelle wearing tonight? Estelle's wearing like a, a like a cigarette saleswoman costume from like the thirties, like repurposing some of Frank's old designs for undergarments. She's got a little cardboard box and stuff, and she's giving out salt water taffy to everybody that she passes along the way. Happy Halloween. All right. Do, do you have the cigarette box? Yeah, but yeah, all there is the is there's thing. these yeah, there's these tiny little plastic like pumpkin and Frankenstein heads that she was painting, like doll heads that she's handing out to people. Happy <laughs> Halloween. Mm. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, Estelle, Estelle. Ah, such Abner. such a wonderful co- costume. Uh, he, he reaches over and does the the air kisses to either side of your check. Uh, cheek hands you the champagne. It's like, go and peddle your wares on our dance floor. Absolutely. And I'll, if there's somebody with, I'll grab a second champagne if that's possible. And I'll just walk in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> double fisted. All right, so Jeff, I got to yeah. pause for a moment. I've just got to say you, you've got like the, uh, you're, you're wearing the stiletto heels <laughs> with the, uh, the varicose vein exposed legs all the way. It makes him, it makes him, it reminds him of Frank. He designed these, all these things, these, <laughs> That's what it was. You got the flapper yeah. hat with the, the feather. Yeah, going. there's like a feather in it and everything. Yeah. Everything, you know. So yeah. low, the low-cut blouse, but you're unfortunately lower still. <laughs> now, so. It's all very elegant, actually. Yes. It's very, I've, I've kept in shape. You know, I've got all the hand cream, you know. <laughs> so. uh, Jeremy. Oh, God, I I got so busy making the candied apples and dealing with those little bastards here. And I forgot this was like a fancy event. And then I realized I only have the one good dress you left. I couldn't find the other one. So I decided I would do Cinderella. And I just, I found my old pastel blue prom dress. It's still covered in mothballs. And I got about half of my hair up. Um, <laughs> and that's me. It's just like a cracked out Cinderella. Yes. <laughs> you probably are missing a shoe, actually. And it yes, wasn't I'm legitimately missing a shoe. Digital. I couldn't find the other shoe. <laughs> oh, um, yes, Eleanor. Uh, Cinderella. Going with a classic, I see. When well, you wish upon you can, a star or something. Perhaps you can find your Prince Charming tonight. Uh, he gives you a smooch on your, on your hand and hands you, uh, hands you a glass of champagne. Oh, God. And uh, Stacy Williams, saving the best for last. <laughs> She's dressed up like uh, Jessica Lang from King Kong with all the, <laughs> nice. the, oh, no. the leather bikini and like the five million pearls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I must say that there's more than one gorilla that will uh, you will attract tonight in here. 
and uh, again, does the air kisses and uh, gives you a champagne. And so as you go in, you hear uh, he's actually hired a, a band. Uh, they're playing swing music, been big band era. People are t- taking a twirl on the dance floor, which is um, certainly the, the, the foyer area is big enough for this. There's an old style Victrola nearby as well for when the band wants to take a break. There are several servants around um, bringing out uh, refreshing small canapes uh, if you're hungry and lots and lots of champagne uh, going about. Now, I'm going to make an establishing question here. And I'm going to roll a die to find out who this is. So it's going to be uh, Chuck, Dan, Jeff, Jake, and Jeremy. So uh, let's see, I'm going to roll a D5. Two. So Dan, oh, no. um, Edith, Edith, um, you've been having a romantic affair lately with someone who's in this room right now. Oh, no. Who is it? I mean, and what are they dressed as? Gosh, is it? Hmm. Is it Bart the Handyman? I, I know. I was kind of thinking that direction. It's just <laughs> Bart the Handyman. Bart the Handyman. Okay. What's he wearing tonight? Gosh, what would Bart be wearing? I imagine he doesn't have a lot of costume options here. It's dressed like a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Bob probably, the Builder. <laughs> it's probably like just Mario. Mm. <laughs> just regular clothes with a red clothes. shirt. It's just All his right. regular overalls and everything with just a red shirt and a hat. Okay, Good for him, he knows uh, uh, so, he video uh, games. So Bart sees you come in, uh, gives you a wink, goes and collects a couple of more things of champagne. He starts doing a little little dance towards you uh, as you come in. You've already got one champagne in your hand. And uh, he brings one up. He takes a sip out of one, and then he he gently brings it up to your lips and uh, pours pours some champagne <laughs> into your mouth. Uh, so this is uh this is kind of a, a private thing that's been going on. Uh, you guys haven't been publicly affectionate before. Uh, so how what's your reaction to this? And I imagine Bart is like he's in his sixties. You know, he's got a bad hip. Probably had a hip replacement. You know, his uh, tool belt uh, definitely has the ass hanging out when he bends over to do work sort of thing. <laughs> All the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Bart, Bart's got to have something uh, exceptional about him. So despite his age, he still has long, lustrous hair that uh, is, is still fully on his head. And he's got a great set of teeth. <laughs> oh. uh, real teeth, fake teeth. Well, see, um, well, I guess you might know that. (laughs) (laughs) He's taken well, well care of his teeth through the years. He definitely subscribes to the every every tooth in a man's mouth is worth a diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Takes hours to floss. The original (laughs) chompers. Jeez. Uh, Definitely telling him, like, slow down now. (laughs) He's like, it's a party, dear. What, what, surely, surely, a little peck on the cheek, perhaps? And he leans over. It's like, maybe once we've had a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, yeah, so this is, this is going on. Uh, The rest of you, what are you doing? Uh, There are some people in here 
that you uh, recognize, some that you don't. Um, there is a famous actress here, actually, Elena Visage. She's wearing a vampress costume, very low cut, uh, showing off a lot of that decollete. Uh, wearing, you know, the her costume comes high up on her hips, showing off these incredibly long legs. Uh, she is the vision at the party that the younger and older men are uh, ogling and are constantly bringing her a stream of champagne. Like Estelle would hang out with her. Like, oh my, another looker. Oh, are you, are you a model? <laughs> so as you walk over, you hear saying like, I mean, surely you've seen my work. Variety once said my performance of Devil Woman from Planet X was the most exciting thing they'd ever seen. Um, there's uh, the local banker here. Uh, he, he's a uh, enthralled by her looks but has no idea who she is uh and that's what you're stumbling onto uh and this is gordon thune he's the banker uh he is very stuffy uh he's wearing a frankenstein monsters costume um okay yeah so he's he's sitting there uh trying to find out who this uh elena visage is what was his name again, Bert? Gordon Thune, T-H-U-N-E, the banker. Okay. Other notable people is Sam Turlington, um, business owner in town. He is wearing a Phantom of the Opera costume. What seems to be very name? friendly. He's very loud and very boisterous as he's moving around the crowd. Uh, sorry, there's a question. What does he do? What does he do? He's a business. Uh, he operates a business in town. Let's see. Out of what you've put here, I think he probably owns... You know what? He runs the community theater. Nice. Yep. Uh, Coco Vidal, the wife of Abner. She's wearing a Cleopatra costume tonight. Uh, Marcus Greaves is wearing no costume at all. Uh, he's known to be Abner's business manager. He's wearing a very nice thousand dollar, you know, multiple thousand dollar suit, uh, but he's not dressed in a costume. Or his only attempt at a costume is a, uh, a monocle <laughs> and a cigar. Mm. Uh, right. Else. Uh, June Willoughby. Local, um, she's wearing like a, a 1920s high schooler costume. Uh, local friend of the Vidal's. Uh, she runs. She runs. Read it. Hmm. And Miss White is the maid, and is in a maid uniform tonight, but a very made-up French uh, maid's uniform. She is directing the hired servants um, with the trays and alcohol. That's clearly who I need to spend time with because just seeing everybody just drops things and they don't seem to care and it's just really bothering me. And I just, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to help out with that. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, you said you were uh, heading towards uh, Miss Visage and the banker Thune. Yeah. So you're walking into that conversation 
<clears throat> right. Yeah. So what do you say? So she's just, she's trying to explain to Thune what she's done, her body of work. And he seems very enthusiastic. It's like, oh, I'm afraid I don't, don't have the time to watch much in the way of pictures, but I'm sure any movie with your stunning, stunning cheekbones and features on it would have done very well. Very well indeed. Oh, uh, Jeff, as you come up, Estelle, Estelle Vandelay. Oh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to see you, Gordon. Oh, my young lady, you are just a attractive aren't you you're, you're, oh this is a beautiful costume oh my god I was thinking of wearing something similar this evening I'm so glad I didn't that would have been very embarrassing for one of us wouldn't it <laughs> uh, yeah she, she she does a little pose and she does a little turn and when she turns you notice like there's almost no back to her dress at all it goes over her shoulders and plunges all the way down to like her butt crack and she says oh. yes I'm, I'm sure uh, we would be indistinguishable, like sisters, if you were to wear something similar. Oh, cool. You're, you're, you're too sweet. You're very sweet. That's that's very nice of you. I hear you're in the pictures. Oh, what, what, anything I might have seen? Oh, she... You know, I dabbled a bit in, the, in pictures <laughs> when I was younger, but I, I mainly just stayed within the modeling industry. I wasn't particularly great with... Remembering my line. How do you remember your lines? Uh, honestly, usually uh, they're printed uh, at the floor at my feet. I have excellent vision, you see. Oh, how wonderful. Excellent vision, like 2020 vision. Oh, I've got a little cataracts going on. It's, you know, it's. Yeah. So you start talking about old people ailments and she's like, oh, it was very nice to meet you. But, uh, Ms. oh, oh, I, I see Abner's free. Uh, oh, yeah. And- let's go talk to Abner. I'm sure he would love to talk to the two <laughs> most beautiful women in the room. Oh, but I'm sure Mr. Thune here uh, had some questions for you. You were saying something about uh, the murder mavens. Uh, 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 contract on that studio apartment coming due, I believe. Um, and oh, she God. like, Gordon, you should you should know I'm not the one to talk about. Talk to Eleanor; she's the one who handles the finances. Okay, sweetheart, let's go talk to Abner. Uh, yeah, as you do that, like you just took a second to, to to say this to Thune. You turn, and she's already halfway across the room. Oh my, she's oh, she's in great shape. She just hustled right across the room. You know, Abner. Oh wait, you're not Abner. I'm so lost and confused. It's okay, Estelle. It's okay. This, uh, yeah, who knows what kind of depraved nonsense Abner has planned for us this evening. These Hollywood types, these Hollywood types, they're just different from us, you know? Oh, that's right. You were one of those Hollywood types. Hollywood? (laughs) Of of course not. I love, I'm New York City, Manhattan, Broadway, author. Those things we had class, darling. We didn't. I never went to Hollywood. Just, just a bunch of whores and all sorts of different folks out there. No class and dignity where I was from. You know, I was a model. He pauses for a moment when you say they're a bunch of whores, and he's, you can see the thoughts rolling behind his eyes. Like, I wonder how much she charges. <laughs> oh dear! You can you see it in his face. As his eyes just he wonders. <laughs> oh, not Elena. She seems the epitome of just you know talent and class. I mean, you can see her talent. It's going all the way down her back into her bum bum. Does anybody else want a scene with one of these uh, characters? Otherwise, let me know what you're doing. Dan? 
what what's Edith doing uh, after? Well, actually, we had your scene with uh, uh, Mario. So how about Jake? Jake, what is uh, what is Stacy doing? Well, as soon as um, Stacy loses track of Eleanor, she's going to throw her empty champagne glass. It was empty by the time she left Abner on the floor. And she's going to look around to see if um, that evil bitch Margot Redding is at the party. Oh, of course she is. Of course she is. Uh, you see her off on the back deck. Apparently there are some games going on and she is currently bobbing for apples. You know that she uses uh, inferior denture cream that really doesn't hold her falsies in. So there's no way she's going to be able to do this so well. I think I'm just going to walk by where these uh, bobbing for apples festivities are going. And mm-hmm. as I pass by Margo, I'm going to poke her in the butt with my uh, stiletto. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. So you do that and uh, she falls into the basin um, and like she rolls over, uh, her wig is now soaked and slightly off her head. And you can tell when she comes up, like her eyes are really glazed. She is drunk and she just starts tittering. It's like, <laughs> now I am soaked. Um, I guess it's fitting. She's got a mermaid costume on. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. I'm going to reach into the thing, pull out an apple and just, you know, like peel it and just have fun with it. Just eat an apple. Stacy, is that you? <laughs> I'm so sorry that I won last weekend, dear. I know how much you rely on the winnings from those bingo games. Well, perhaps better luck next week. Oh, oh, Jem, can you help me up, please? And uh, she, you know, reaches out in the the shell costume, which is way low <laughs> midriff level, <laughs> or almost spill out as. Uh, uh, this young man who is obviously a hired uh, person for the party to distribute uh, food and, and alcohol. It's like, uh, yeah, and puts his hand out to help her. Uh, and she's like trying to pull him into the water while this is going on. Oh, such a muscular arm, young man. Um, yeah, so that's going on. <laughs> she's bleeding, by the way. So she's bleeding into the water. That's <laughs> Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Wonderful. When I see that blood bubble to the top, I'm like, all right, my job here is done. <laughs> then I'll go look for some more champagne. It's everywhere. It is everywhere. Oh, um, hell yeah. Anyone else want a scene? Uh, I would imagine that Franny is lingering close to the bar, maybe, uh, I don't know, pulling on June's <laughs> ear a bit, just talking shit on Coco. Ugh. Oh, I've lost the voice again. Uh, God, it's gone. Now, uh, you yeah. got it, Chuck. Uh, Come on. Well, it was you Southern. can do it. Now, I just can't believe that she would wear something like that, leave something to the imagination. That's what's wrong with the world these days. Back in, uh, you know, my heyday, women had respect for themselves. I'm on like my fourth or fifth glass of champagne okay. as well, just hammering them back. Just So you're talking to June? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so June is also hammering them back, and she looks kind of distastefully at the champagne. It's like, just look at this place. Everything is so just ostentatious, and it's just like Coco to buy this cheap swill. Did you see the brand name? And she pulls out uh, one of the champagne bottles from the trash. Champagne. Whatever. What the hell is champagne? 
That is not even a real thing. Obviously, they have the money to afford us. It's almost an insult that they couldn't afford us. And she clinks her glass of ears. At least there's a lot of it. Well, if you can't have quality, at least have quantity. That's the uh, nice thing about my late husband, Reginald. He wasn't good at it, but he had a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) She gives you a sly little grin. Uh, anyone else want a scene? I, I think I, I, I need to go file a formal complaint with Miss White because I saw one of the serving people here. I saw one of them. They dropped some of the, the, the they had the tray full of the like the little appetizers and they said something about five second rule, but that's disgusting. You can't just pick something off the floor and then put it back on the tray and serve it. That's wrong. It's incredibly wrong. And I'm going to tell Miss White and they're going to be fired. I can't stand that. Uh, Miss White, she looks at you kind of severely says, yes, of course, that is a, Huge breach of etiquette. Please show me the waiter that did this. We'll have him dismissed. It was that one over there, the one with the little, like, he's got the little, the tips. Whatever, the, the, the thing where they do where they colored the little edge of the hair, the tip, the tip boy. It was the tip boy. Oh, yes. The one flaunting his abdominals everywhere. He's got, like, one of these short shirts on. It's like, it's, it's like showing off his, uh, his six pack. It's like, yes, yes. I knew we were going to have troubles with that one. It's just disgusting. (laughs) Come. Watch as we put this servant in his place. Uh, She tramps over to him. She's got these, uh, you notice as she turns around, she's got a cattail on the back of her waitress or her her, uh, French maid costume. And what you thought was like a headband at first is actually cat ears. And she she goes and starts having it out with this guy. So did the guy actually drop anything? Are you just saying that he did? (laughs) I always think that he did. All right. He's like, but, but monsieur, I, I, I dropped nothing. The canapes, they are stayed on the tray. That It's exceptional. I had one of your guests eat it off my abdominals. But other than that, I dropped nothing. It was a request, man. I don't care. Uh, so, like, he's she's just lighting into this guy. Uh, oh and he's, God, he's looking around. So he's looking around for, like, for help from any quarter. He's like, but no, my, I did nothing wrong. It, it was a simple request. Nothing hit the floor. It just, just this wonderful crease in my abdomen. It stopped right there. She ate it right off my stomach. <laughs> That's what all, kind yeah, of oil did you smother yourself in? Is that even, like, do you know it's non-allergenic oil that you rubbed yourself up in? No, you don't. <laughs> you're horrible. You're just, you're a cretin. <laughs> So you're both browbeating, browbeating this poor servant. Okay, uh, anyone else? <laughs> you got one? Anyone? No? Okay, so this goes on for a bit. Um, the, you get the impression that there's supposed to be something happening tonight. Um, people have are just talking about it in general that... Uh, uh, Abner has uh, some kind of event planned, um, and you know it's it's getting a little late. You know we're we're pushing almost midnight, and that's uh, you know that's well past bedtime for many of the guests here. And uh, when people are just starting to wonder, you know, like even the band are like, I thought we were stopped. You know, they've already stopped playing. It's like they were paid to play to a certain time, and now the Victrola is picked up, and they're playing some old Benny Goodman. And everyone's just kind of around, kind of just meandering and like. It's talking about what what's going on. What's I thought there was a show, something going on, and then in the back where the apple bobbing was going on, there is a shriek, and everyone kind of turns. Uh, now the uh, the local uh, sheriff. What's the sheriff's name? Uh, his first name is Andy. 
<laughs> All right. Andy G. Andy G. <laughs> How old is Andy G? I don't think it'd be fun if he's a real young guy. Someone we can Yeah, because the old right. sheriff died not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Okay. Uh, Andy G is here. Uh, he is dressed up as a cowboy, uh, and he's the first one to uh, run to the back and uh, give us some commotion. You see that he closes the door so the people outside or inside can't see what's going on outside. And uh, he takes his vest off and he hangs it so people can't look out into the deck. Uh, and after a little bit, um, he starts coming in, he starts looking at the room and he finds, uh, oh, Estelle, uh, Eleanor, Stacy, Edith, uh, uh, all of you, uh, could you, could you please come out here? Um, I, I can, I can use your help. Of course, Andy, Andrew. Oh, anything for you, Swiggity. Anything you need, Andrew. I, you sheriff. know, Big Mikey <laughs> never had anything but great things to say about you. I'm so proud that you've settled in. You're doing a great job. Bart to hold my champagne and my plate of hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Uh, so out on the Put deck. my crossword puzzle down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's life of the party, this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Bart is just kind of sitting next to you trying to steal smooches as he gets drunker and drunker. But you haven't drank enough yet. So no no uh, public displays of, displays of affection for you uh, as you fend him off. Uh, you come to the the back, and uh, Andy quickly lets you through the door and closes it so nobody can see through. And what you see is Abner is uh, shoulder deep into the apple bobbing uh, container. He's not moving. And uh, Miss White, the maid, is out here looking uh, just shocked. Uh, she's she's shaking a little bit. You notice she's got like a hip flask out, and she's taking little little shots from the hip flask. I oh found I found him. I found him just like this. It was horrible. I thought first it was just part of a part of tonight's festivities. And, and I thought, oh, Mr. Abner, you're such so funny. And I went over and I, I shook him and, and he didn't get up. And, and after three minutes, and he was still in the water. I mean, I mean, I know people can hold their breath really long, but that's that's really long. And so I went again and said, Mr. Abner, Mr. Abner. And he, he still didn't get up. And it's been five minutes. And, and then I screamed and and and. And she's like, she takes a few more hits off of her hip flask. Uh, and who know, was it again? Sorry. Uh, this is Miss White, the maid. Miss White, okay. Yeah, and it's Abner, uh, Abner Vidal, the, the host of the party, is dead. Drowned, apparently, in the My apple dunking. Well, uh, someone should have told him that you don't get bonus points for going for the apples at the bottom yeah. of the barrel. So Andy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, I don't know if it's just a drowning. I mean, look at the blood. It, I mean, look at the water. It's tinged with blood. Uh, All right, Andrew, just just calm <laughs> down. Did you did you put some gloves on? Did you touch the body at all? You know, you're not supposed to do. Oh that. no, no, man. But I, I didn't bring I, I didn't bring my my kit with me tonight. I don't have it's gloves. Okay, so. I have got some. I, I have some. I, I always <laughs> carry gloves. Oh, I, you know, I was a model once. <laughs> so. All right. I just have I'm I'm just I'm just gonna hand over my lacy gloves to him. You can use these for now, but I'm gonna want these back, please. Oh um oh, okay, okay, okay. Um well um ladies, uh you have been so helpful in the past and I'm so grateful for you helping me uh, get this position of sheriff um after the unfortunate death of our 
our prior sheriff. Uh, he spoke so well. He really didn't speak highly of you. As a matter of fact, he cursed a lot. But I read the reports, and I know how helpful you are. And uh, boy, you really helped me out last month with that uh, that unfortunate kid in the razor blade. I was wondering, um, um, what sh- what should I do? I mean, it's really well, late. We're first, not going to be able to get a I'm going out. to need a dollar from you. A dollar, a dollar. Just one dollar. Um, um, uh, he pulls out four quarters and hands them to you. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any bills. I'll take a five. Um, well, this is all I've got. He pulls out a 20. Thank you. I'll take the $20 bill. Mm-hmm. I'll roll it up and I'll do a bump of Coke with it. <laughs> 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 what the? And, and Andy oh looks on and says, oh, yeah, you, uh, you, you explained this. That medication, heart medication, right? I, I understand. I understand. Um, uh, it's yes, a lot. It's Lipitor. Can I have my 20 back now? I mean, I'll hand the 20 back. We, we don't get paid a lot as, as local sheriffs. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, ladies, um, I haven't touched the body. Uh, Miss White here says that uh, she shook. Abner. Um, other than that, nothing else has been disturbed. Now, I know the I know the coroner is going to be. It's midnight. He is going to have taken his Ambien. There's nothing that's going to wake him up. There's nobody going to be able to come for this uh, body till six a.m. Always wears off around six a.m. He did that. He pees in the bed. He says. Um, so I mean, we're it. Uh, my 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 deputy is uh, he's out of town. Um, he's got kids. He didn't want to take them door to door here. I don't know why. This is perfectly perfectly beautiful town but he said that there was better hunting up north i think was his, his word exactly with candy bars <laughs> full-size candy bars apparently Full size candy bars yeah uh he said something about candied apples last year that broke a tooth i i, I don't know i don't know about that one <laughs> it, it was eleanor Illinois, are you making candy apples again? Oh my god! I mean, what what else am I going to do? It's not my fault that they what do they not have proper hygiene? Yes, you know, kids these not days all of them just can have the beautiful pear teeth as a handyman. My goodness! Well, first off, my dear boy, um, do you have one of them camera on your uh, telephone? You should take pictures of the the scene. Oh, right. So he reaches down to like where his gun holster is, and that's where he's keeping his cell phone. He pulls out his cell phone. Uh, so take pictures. Right, right. Uh, video? I should shoot video or just stills? Um, the coroner would want stills. Yeah, stills. There you go. It's more light out here. Uh, so just to set it, this is on like a back deck. Um, the deck is, is a long wooden deck. Uh, there's several of these bobbing stations set up. There's tiki torches set up in the yard, but past that, there's forest. And it's a full moon tonight, of course. Maybe we can, uh, while he's taking his pictures, figure out where all the other guests are at. You know. Okay. Well, I know who I suspect that that, that there was this strumpet, the actress. Maybe she gets snubbed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hobnob with her. I, I think. I think Eleanor has a very. She's got a very good instinct for these things. I think. I think she's. She knows exactly what she's talking about. Right. I spoke with her briefly. She was very rude and really wanted to hustle off and talk to Abner. And now, lo and behold, Abner's dead. So, there you go. That's. I still thank you. I just sometimes I wouldn't. I. I. Oh, thank you. Of course. Maybe we should uh, lock the doors, keep anyone from leaving, since they're all uh, suspects now. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, you're right. You're idea. right. I, I should. Uh, um, 
okay, look, uh, I, my deputy's not here. Um, I can't trust anybody because anybody could have been the murderers. I mean, you know, technically you ladies could be as well, but I, I'm going to go on uh, your own honor. And the fact that you've been so helpful to the police for police force before, although there was that oddity in the paperwork about a deceased prior share, but that's okay. Um, I'm the only one that's going to be able to guard the door. I'm going to go and collect everyone's keys and uh, just let everybody know that uh, they're going to be, they're going to have to stay here. Oh, oh gosh. I'm going to have to tell them that Abner's dead though. Um, no, no, you're not. Don't, you don't want to go and say that. No, I just, you know, you well, make I have to have a else. reason to, to, to make them all stay here. I mean, give, you're the sheriff. You can do what you want. You could be the chief of police and all Elements that. Elements martial thing. law. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, um, yeah, well, just, they've all been drinking. It's yeah, very I dangerous. I didn't bring it aside. You've tell been getting them Ubers for everyone. Yeah, them. tell them it's Uber? part of the game. There's a game tonight. Oh, oh, oh. How dare we? Go? Oh, that's yeah, a great idea. It's going to be an event. That's right. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's, I heard about those Purge movies. Maybe this is a Purge thing. <gasps> there oh, maybe the keys, no, maybe it's a key keys. party. Just oh, tell them it's a key party. That's Reginald what it is. I used to go Frank to those all the time. Oh, my goodness. New <laughs> York City, Manhattan. That's how we're still in back oh, in the day. It's true. Very much. Oh, so much. Getting the vapors. Just thinking about that. <laughs> just the vapors. <laughs> He finds uh, like a bowl of uh, candy that's been laid out. He dumps the candy. He's like, yeah, I'll collect everyone's keys and tell them as part of the festivities uh, that it's a mystery uh, and that the keys will be part of a drawing. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, right. Let me get all official dear. here. He uh, adjusts his necktie. Before his, you go out there, I'm going to go dear. over to him, by the way, and I'm just going to do one of those, like, lick my thumb and just, yeah. like, clean his cheek. <laughs> here you go. Andrew, oh, my God. You got a smudge here. You just, oh, God, you're so adorable. Sorry, Joe. It's fine. I was just going to suggest that as he's collecting keys, maybe he should hold himself a pineapple, too, to really put some spice on it. Uh, he looks around. How about a pumpkin no nah, don't worry about it i was just being silly dear go do what you gotta do right 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 uh so he opens the door and you hear him announce to everyone all right so the uh festivities are starting i need everyone's keys and yes yeah, so the voice kind of trails off uh you did hear um he asks you to lock the door behind him it locks uh out uh out here as well so he locked the door all right what do you guys want to do Where oh, just... uh, Miss White's still out here with you. Okay. Did she see who was uh, talking to him last? Did did, um, did did Mr. Abner have any like special instructions with like because there was supposed to be an event and of course like you're a very important woman and you you know the ins and outs. Do you know anything about what what he was planning to do? Okay, so uh, this would be a meddling move. Um. You're all kind of talking uh, together here. Um, I tell you what, why don't all, um, yeah, why don't all of you just make that move and let's just see what happens. Uh, what skill is this grabbing? This is going to be, since you're talking, um, it is going to be a presence. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> oh. All right, so let's see. Uh <laughs> meddling move. All right, so let's start with Chuck. Partial success. There's a complication either with that clue itself or a complication you encounter while searching. 
Uh, so Chuck, what are you asking or what are you doing? We'll start with your character. What is, uh, what is Franny doing? So we mentioned specifically talking to the mate, but are, is, is that what we're all doing in this or can like we, let's just say you each can do a different thing. So you can okay. ask the maid, uh, or you can do some other kind of poking around. Uh, well, Dan mentioned talking to the maid, so I'll, I'll pass on that. I want to check out the body. There's blood. Uh, maybe I'll take off my Jackie Kennedy blazer, kind of use that to keep from directly touching the body. But I want to want to try and pull them out, check it out, see if I can find any sign of wounds. Okay, uh, so you do that. And what you find is uh, when you move him uh, just slightly, there's some metallic, something heavy and metallic thumps at the bottom. Uh, you see that um, the, his, the side of his face um, is there's something like there's some contusions on it. Uh, no blood though. So you're not sure where the blood's coming from. Okay. So yeah, something heavy and metallic is in there. Okay. Uh, I'll, can I grab it now or will I let someone else or? No, you can grab it. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. pull up my sleeves and like, oh my gosh, I haven't reached into something this bloody since the seventies. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I don't even really understand that one. I don't either, but I knew it sounded gross, so I'm going with it. Uh, oh, um, so you pull out a Britty Award. This is an award for B movies, like the the best of the worst kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's an award, and it's it's a little deformed. Well, I think that I might have found us the uh, the murder weapon. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that like there's no blood like you don't see any. His, his face looks like, um, you know, it looked maybe he got struck on the side of the face, but there's no open wound. There's no gas. There's nothing that shows where, where this blood might have come from. OK. Now, is this the same one that I just happened to run into Margo? At? Yes. <laughs> OK. I'll just say, well, we, we don't have to worry about the blood for now. What we have to worry about is, um, is whether okay. this, this this thing uh, is shaped like the, the 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 shape of his face, how it's shaped now. And I'll pick up the, and I'll take the trophy and I'll press it to his face. Okay. Um, so you got a success on your roll. So let's do you next. Um, let's see. Actually, that works fine. You actually take the statue and you're able to show that if you rotate it just right, you can show the exact impression on the side of his face from the statue. So like this may not have murdered him, but it may have been enough to knock him out and he might have drowned afterwards. Mm -hmm. Okay. If only there was some way we could just reach into his lungs and see if they're full of water. That would be the <laughs> thing to do. I suppose I could cut it open. Let's see. Estelle is next. Got a, you rolled a complication for Estelle. Uh, Jeff. All right, let me see what this is real quick. Uh, meddling move. Complication. Oh, oh, oh. No, I know exactly what's going to happen here. Okay, so the complication of this is you're going to take a condition. Okay. 
All right. Uh, the condition is going to be, well, tell me what you're doing first. Yeah. What, what are you doing to investigate or to quiz? So uh, I actually, Estelle's got blood on the brain. Yeah. Uh, she had, I had a very terrible dream, the horrible nightmare. Um, so w- w- where exactly are we going to read? I can't remember. Was it a kitchen? Or was it a back, like a back patio? What was it? Back patio. Okay. So like just on a hunch, I'm just like, if I'm if I'm looking at blood on the on the floor, is it like planks of wood and things like that? Mm-hmm. So then I'll, I guess I'm just gonna kind of I'm going to strangely enough be like kind of poking around in the blood and just just out of out of an instinct, just sort of tasting it, smelling it, seeing if it really is blood. And for some reason, is you sure this isn't syrup? Is it? Mm. Okay, so you do that, and the complication of the course is that uh, oh, what was the bingo player? name margo margo Margo. yeah yeah Uh, margo is actually currently has a disease you see (laughs) oh no more than bingo it seems so uh so yes uh estelle it is it's blood i mean um you taste it it's got that coppery taste in your mouth why did i do this oh So, Eleanor, yeah, so, why did you stop me? Oh God! So Estelle, your complication is you you just acquired an STD. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's one slot of complications full. <laughs> oh no. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was uh, see that was Estelle, Jake. We got yours, Jeremy. Also with a complication. Okay. So Jeremy, what are you doing? So I was going to go, like, I, I was going out there to bother that strumpet Eleanor visage. And, you know, I was just going to, like, because I'm pretty sure it was her, and I'm, I'm, I'm not very well-versed in my words, and I'm sure I just, I completely botched it. Okay, you want to go and find um, Elena then? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, you go into uh, the main room. Uh, you ask around. Uh, Elena is in the Tinseltown room. Um, is is so-called Tinseltown room. As you step into this lounge area, um, what object do you see that is a reminder of Abner and Coco's life in Hollywood? So this is like, this whole room has been set up to like there's movie posters all Mm -hmm. over the place. But what what grabs your attention in this room? Oh, God. Um... You know, maybe uh, uh, I'm sure that there has to be like some very like some fancy old prop from an from an old production or something. Um, the 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 moon, some sort of moon men project a while back, and it just it always lingered with me because he did B movies, right? Yes. So like maybe there's like some like life size statue of like a pulp hero, like the moon man. Pulp hero kind of okay, guy. Perfect. And so reclining on literally the casting couch uh, is uh, Elena, who is <coughs> drunk out of her mind. Uh, she had acquired an entire bottle of champagne <coughs> and had been drinking it. You can tell her mascara is running like she's been crying. Uh, and she's just a mess laying on this couch. She's She's turned over just enough to vomit at some point. Uh, as you come in, and she looks up at you, uh, it's like, <sighs> I seem to have soiled the floor. Could you <sighs> clean it up, please? Clean it up. 
And I just can't help myself. That That's actually my thing is I can't, I'm compelled. I can't help but clean things. But the good news is, is as I'm doing that, I, I have this way of disarming people because of my Columbo technique mm-hmm. that even though I failed, I can still get a clue. Right. Okay. Uh, so as you're doing this, she's, she seems to be kind of like talking to herself. Uh, she is gone. Like she has drunk so much. And she's like, Abner, why Abner? I mean, why do you just keep giving me these roles? I mean, I'm still in prime shape. I mean, the puppies have never looked better yet. You keep giving me these roles of like the aunt, the mother. I mean, when's the last time you gave me a good vixen role? I mean, I'm still in my prime. These legs are insured. And she's just going on talking about the crappy roles she's been given recently. But as you're cleaning up, uh, you find in trash can is a couple of candy bars. Uh, and you've seen candy all over the place, you know, for people to eat, but also it's just kind of decoration because it's Halloween. But, you know, you're cleaning up and you've just got this eye for detail and you're looking at these candy bars and they've got injection holes in some of it. And, you know, that catches your eye and you start looking through and there's a couple of empty syringes in here as well. You know, I thought about poisoning those little children before. I'm allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) I know what injection marks look like. Allegedly, Allegedly poisoning them or alleged children. I mean, you know. (laughs) <laughs> column A, column B yeah. Alright, so that's what you find Is uh, some empty syringes and some candy That's been tampered with That's great Alright, as you clean up uh, Elena's vomit Alright, so uh, that was Jeremy's role Who'd, And we had Jake's um, We got Jeff's We got Chuck's did we get Daniel? There yours. Oh, complication as well. So, what are you doing, Dan? I was actually just going to talk to the maid about who was speaking to uh, Abner most recently, if she happened to notice. Speaking to Abner most recently. Look, that 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 floozy visage was went and confronted him in the Tinseltown room. Uh, she was drunk. Uh, trying to get Abner to give her better roles like that tramp. But, you know, Abner is... <sighs> Mr. Vidal was bound to go and get himself killed at some point. I'm surprised it took this long, really. Okay. The most, the person I'm most worried about, though, is the poor Miss Ms. Vidal. Someone needs to make sure she's looked after. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's, uh, she sniffs a little bit. And, and she reaches over uh, and starts crying on your shoulder. Um see what complication can i give you from this so um oh <laughs> so she's crying on your shoulder she's like Look, we really need to see we really need to see to miss vidal i mean she's she's such a beautiful woman and she's she's suffered so much from abner i mean really that married so long to that brute of a oh you smell really nice what, what's this that you're wearing Let's see. I, I, I'm thinking of it's got to be something uh, we'll stick with the floral theme. That's also from the, the Five and Dime store. Okay. Um, how straight is Edith? What's that? How straight is Edith? I, I'm assuming just fairly. <laughs> I mean, she's got Bart. Okay. Um, well, Miss White is kind of gets really close and kind of nuzzles nuzzles your ear a little bit. It's like, that is an enchanting fragrance. And oh my, for a a woman of your your years, your skin is just 
beautiful. You got the complication of being highly uncomfortable as Miss White hits <laughs> on you. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Perhaps we can get together with uh, Miss Vidal sometime. All right. I think that's everybody uh, out here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you got your clues written down, everyone that got a clue? Yeah. Okay. So uh, after a bit, uh, Andy comes back out and he closes the door. It's like, okay, I got everybody's keys. I convinced them this is part of the game, but uh, that's only going to hold them for so long. What do, what do we do next? Well. Uh, Jeremy, we can say that you're done cleaning vomit. At this point, you can back out with Andy. <laughs> I have it. I have it. Does anybody know how to pump the stomach of a dead man? Cause that's what we need to. We need to look for candy in the dead man's belly. Uh, I was thinking we candy need to look for water the in the dead man's lungs. I love it. Let's get him on a table and do us a good old fashioned yeah. autopsy. <laughs> Andy's like, I, maybe we should wait for the corn. Do any of you ladies have backgrounds, forensic pathologists? Well, Stacy has a knife. What else do you need? Is this is this our time to remember back in chapter thirty three of book number twelve? Yes, this reminds me of something that happened to Amanda Delacourt when she had to solve a murder mystery in that snow cabin, and there was no coroner for miles. Is nice. that the automatic twelve plus? Yeah. It is. It is. In fact, now there's uh, there's some specific things that you have to do. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, provide the following information. What is the name of the mystery in question? The um, book. What's the name of the book? It's got to be something about somebody who also drowned. Probably. Yeah. Um, but more clever than that. See, there's got to be... Well, and then it was in a mountain. That's what you said, right, Jake? Yeah. Uh, so it has to be in a ski resort with a hot tub. So mm. a hot town in the cold town tonight. Hot time in the cold town. Yeah. Cold town tonight. Okay, nice. Um, what was the problem or situation that Amanda, the star of the Golden Crown Mystery Books, found herself in that is similar to what you're experiencing? Well, there was a man who was uh, discovered dead inside of a hot tub, and it was assumed that he had drowned, but um, or that he had drowned in his sleep. But then there was uh, evidence in the from... Yeah, like, um, and not only that he was in there too long, but that the hot tub was simply too hot. And so in order to uh, verify that, um, oh gosh, no, 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 that can't be it. He had to have... Everyone can chime in. No, yeah, yeah. feel free to chime in. But I think I mean... there was evidence that um, he he was complaining of headaches all the time. And so this idea that maybe he had fallen asleep in the hot tub was like, oh, okay, he just finally got relaxed enough to sleep and drowned in the hot tub. Mm. But then uh, some more evidence came along that suggested that the headaches were related to poison. Yeah, and so to like prove a long, that he long-term like poison thing being fed to him like every yeah. night. Okay, okay. So, so how they did they do man- an autopsy? And they found out that there was no water in his lungs, and so he couldn't have drowned in the hot tub. Okay, that answers my next question is how did Amanda uh, resolve the situation? So she did an autopsy. 
All right. Yeah. So you get a 12 plus on either a relevant role or you can simply state a fact about the current situation. And this sounds like a stating of a fact. So uh, despite Andy's misgivings about you performing an autopsy uh, right here, as you throw him on the, um, the uh, <laughs> you lay him out on the deck and um, Stacy provides a switchblade. <laughs> to cut him open. Uh, what do you find out? What do you want to state about the crime? Are we finding the partially digested snicker bars in him? It's up to you. You can say that. You can say that he did, in fact, drown. What? What's more interesting to you guys? Um, you can talk amongst yourselves. That's... I kind of like the drowning. Like, maybe his lungs are full of water. He did die in the hot tub, or in the tub of apples uh but the uh yeah the bash on the side of the head may have been what knocked him out into it and he just suffocated in it yeah okay so that is a clue write that down he did in fact drown there's water in his lungs uh, you also have the clue that there was a the, the b-movie statue was found and it correctly matches the contusion on the side of his head. You have a clue that some of the candy seems to have been tampered with. Uh, syringes are in the basket too. So you don't know if it's poison or if maybe it's um, a recreational drug. You don't know, but there's tampered with candy. Uh, what other clue did you find? Uh, the only thing I had was there were no cuts on the body. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's no cuts on the body. Yeah. So, but I think, um, Stacy did. Did Stacy? Did you tell them? Don't worry about the blood. I know where the blood came from. Did you uh, let them? I, I just said, don't worry about the blood for now. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. So yeah. So you still, you guys still don't under, don't understand why the water was bloody then. I just had an idea. I I'm going to make a wild guess here. I don't think anybody's had a chance to brush their teeth. Somebody had to have eaten this chocolate, right? So we, have, we go around and we take a picture. Of everybody have give the biggest shit eating grin they can and oh, take yeah? a picture. And whoever has chocolate on their teeth, we know that they ate the candy. That I mean, that certainly could be. I I think we should do that anyway. Although there was uh, other candy, correct? Yeah, there's candy all over the house. Uh, Jeremy's character just found some in the waste bin that looks like it's been punctured. So to find out if that tampered with candy is elsewhere, yeah, you can just go and look around to find out. Just look at the other candy and see if it's why yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not every piece of candy, but every bowl has some pieces that have been tampered with. Maybe so there uh, is distributed tampered with candy. Maybe we'll fish a couple of those out and uh, you know, break one open. So queuing from no country for all. Oh my men. god! What? They're trying to get us hooked. They are trying to get us all to be drug addicted. The only drugs that I want <laughs> to be addicted at to, <laughs> they are the ones that Stacy provides on book night. They really help you pay attention to all those stories, don't they? They do. You can see all the pieces moving. Literally bring the pages to life. <laughs> all right, guys, we're at time. So we're going to do the end of session questions. Now, um, I don't have them on your character sheets. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to mark 
there's one thing everyone marks, which is did the murder maven solve a mystery? So if you did, you get an experience point for that. Okay. Uh, we haven't solved the mystery yet. You're supposed to pick two more. And if you did those things, you get experience for it. Now, I didn't do that at the beginning of the game because I couldn't fit it on the character sheet. So I'm just going to ask if any of you did a particular thing. And if you did, you can mark a point of experience for it. Okay. So did you secretly undermine the authority of a local official? Sort of. I would I mean, say yes. If you just performed around. an autopsy of a man despite the sheriff's it wasn't that's a good true. idea. So that's one experience you can have. Uh, did you share your wisdom with a young person? Did anyone do that? I don't think. I just hit on the sheriff. Reminded, I reminded uh, the, the tip dude that you can't just like put food on your oiled up abs. You don't know if that's allergenic or not. Uh, yeah. Sure, sure. That's sharing wisdom. Why not? You you can mark that. Did you share a memory of a late family member? Uh, I did bring up that uh, Reginald was well hung. <laughs> you, yeah. can mark, you can mark yeah. the experience for that. I told Andy that my, my husband thought highly of him before he became the new sheriff. Okay, you can mark that. Did you share a memory? Oh, wait, uh, do you did you behave like a woman half your age? Uh, I don't know. I drank a lot. I talked smack about what Coco was wearing. Nah. Uh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> Old pretty. Do that yeah, that sounds pretty spot. Maybe the pirate costumes a little unrefined for somebody of my mm. age. All right. So, uh, did you dote on someone? Bar Chuck, yes, you doted on the sheriff. Just a little bit. So did Estelle. So did Estelle. Okay, mm -hmm. so you guys can both mark for that. Give Bart a little attention. Not a lot, just a little. <laughs> and the last one is, did you show someone that you still got it? <laughs> I don't think anyone did, although Dan's character might have if she was less of a prude. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. All right. So on your character sheet, you have an experience thing. Just uh, for each of those things, you could say yes to. Just uh, uh, mark it off. Once you hit five, the advancement uh, is listed there um, on the left-hand side of what you can do. Uh, so you can only ever mark five advances. So these these are uh, games are supposed to be pretty like one story mm -hmm. arc sort of thing. So you can choose any advancement you want. You mark it off, and then you can't have that again. And then once you've marked off all five, you can no longer advance. That's as far as your character can go. Okay. I don't think anybody got five this time. Nope. Mm -hmm. No. All right. No. All right. So keep track of your clues uh, because when you guys feel like you've got enough together to string together a case against someone, you that uh, the the final move, the theorized move, comes into play. Okay. That'll be okay. fun. All right. Well, I guess I hope you guys like that. We got into yes. the adventure. We got our characters made. We got our town made. Um, so hopefully uh, we will be able to to do this out. Um, we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the stream when we want to play again. But uh, Chuck, go ahead and take us out. Do you have any anything you want to plug? What's going on this week for you? Uh, you're already on the channel, so good job. Uh, what do we got uh, today's Wednesday, Friday? We're scheduled for all Fear the Ishtar, our alien campaign. Uh, but Liz and Irene are both uh, busy. They're not sure if they're going to make it. So if they can't, I was thinking about maybe doing another Pathfinder 2 one shot. Ooh. Yeah. And then, uh, was it Friday night? 
9, no, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Central over on twitch.tv slash Goodman Games Official. DCC Day will be playing The Sea Queen Escapes. So there you go. Nice. Okay. Uh, Dan, you got anything? Uh, just check out our Discord, like I said before. It's where we tend to do uh, a lot of our scheduling and you know some of our announcements and all of our friends and things like that. We chat it up, share some memes, post some fraud pictures. Sounds good. All right, Jeff. Uh, Twitch.tv slash lollygaggers. Friday, we're doing Delta Green. Saturday, we're doing Worlds Without Number. Monday, we're doing something. Not sure what yet, but that's what we got going on. Sounds good. Jake. Catch me and the other Defenders of Cobalt here. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy. I watch these beautiful bastards and sometimes for comic nonsense, Bloopcast, PLD, WD, why not? All right, very good. Uh, catch me at uh, twitch.tv slash steam, steal, murder, the podcast at blue magic, B L U M A G I K.com. Lots of good stuff going on there. And as far as the next session of this, it will be on Wednesday. We'll keep it here on the Defenders of Cobalt. Uh, I think Chuck floated the idea of uh, doing this instead of uh, Dark Trails, but we'll, we'll figure it out later on. But Wednesday nights, guys, we will continue at some point uh, with our Brindlewood Bay Adventures. I'm excited for more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get the shut off screen because I always forget to get that ready. Uh, yeah, good enough. All right. Okay. Catch y'all later. <laughs>